This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to a happy episode. Even though we're doing letters and H is not our letter. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But as you can hear from the laughter, Landon is back. Yay! I am back after nearly two months away from the podcast. I enjoyed four weeks away at sleepaway camp and then scheduling craziness ensued. But I am back and um, we're hoping for some normalcy in the next few weeks, aren't we? I'm excited. Me too. And when Sensei Michelle edits this, it's probably going to be a little bit deeper on the audio track with Uh, my uh, voice. uh, uh, (laughs) And a little bit taller. A lot taller. Now Lyndon is taller than both of us. And by the way, just in case you didn't already know this, that was Sensei Jackie and I'm Sensei Michelle. So we're the core crew here today for a letter episode. Or as they say, the OGs. (laughs) Okay, Sensei Jackie, what's our letter? Our letter today is the letter D. And if by some chance you're tuning in for the first time, letter episodes are based on an exercise I've done in the dojo a few times. I think you have too, Sensei Jackie. Yes. Where we just kind of throw out words that are karate related that all start with the same letter. And we kind of just see where the conversation goes. It's really fun. Us. And I always learn something that I didn't see coming on days like this. Us. Even when we were picking our words. I got to thinking of things I hadn't thought before. So that part was cool, right? So cool. And it's amazing what goes into the brain when you just put the letter. It's one of my favorite meditations. Mm-hmm. But as I do it, like that meditation. But as it turns out, it's just so much fun for our podcast. And for those of you that are new here, we do pick out of a bag. And we've done so many letter episodes, which you should totally check out. That we've only got three letters left. It's crazy. Then we got to start the alphabet again, which I'm excited about, to be honest with you, because then we have to find words that we didn't already do. Us. But those other letter episodes are great to listen to. I like them. Actually, I like to listen to all of our past episodes, and I hope you do too. (laughs) You're prejudiced a little bit, I think. I'm prejudiced a lot. Okay, at the end of the episode, we will go to the grown-up dictionary. Yes. And we will see what the dictionary thinks in comparison to what we said. And spoiler alert, we never match. We're always wrong. (laughs) Or they're always wrong. (laughs) Exactly. Whichever way you want to look at it. Who's starting me out? Uh, I am. And I'm starting out with the word dojo, which is just the perfect place to start. We know that when you translate it loosely, From the Japanese to the English, it means the way place or the place where you do the way. And as I've been doing a lot of reading for our our book episodes, there seem to be a a number of translations of the word do. Although we did an entire episode on Jitsu, Ru, and Do. And I'll tag that one in so that people can listen to it. All the words have a similarity in that they're the school. Correct. They are all interpreted by authors in different ways. Either way, it means way. I think I've now used the word way four times. (laughs) And it is a home. It is the most wonderful place to be if you are a karateka, because it's a microcosm of life outside, but there's such a degree of safety of being able to be who you are in the dojo. So It's where I am the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. Not only because gi pants are super comfortable. (laughs) 
Having been a dance teacher and comparing my dance clothing to my karate clothing, there is nothing like a pair of gi pants. They're comfortable, boy. And as always, we would encourage you to join a dojo. Yes, we would. And I just got a call from somebody who's finding a dojo in their neighborhood for their child and going to let me know how they like it. An old karate person of ours. Oh, that's great. Of Goju, yes. Okay, I'm going to start with spelling the word dojo which is D-O-J-O, in case you want to look it up. Excellent. Although with anime being the way it is and video games, I'm sure most people are familiar with the word and the spelling. But I'm not positive. And it's in our podcast name. Yes, it is. And elementary schools have classroom dojo now. Oh, I heard that. Their behavior works its way up in color belts. That's an interesting take on all of it. So... The other thing I'm going to go to on the word dojo and tell me if you agree or disagree. And by that, I don't just mean Landon and Sensei Jackie. I mean, you guys too. The dojo is where I am. Yes. So if I'm outside and I'm training, then the dojo is there. Or to be honest with you, if I'm outside, because if I'm outside, I'm probably training in some way, shape or form. Don't you guys think? I would think so. Yes. Even if you're doing gardening, you're doing a soft, uh, part of the training of a karateka. Or even if you're just paying attention, which is something we just brought up in a recent episode about home safety. Us, right? right? Just the act of being in the moment is so important and part of dojo training and part of the training that you carry with you. Totally. What do you think, Landon? You got anything to add? I, I agree with all that. And something that we do in the dojo is dexterity, which will move us into our next word. That was fast and easy. (laughs) I was like, how can I transition that one? So dexterity makes up a large part of karate. It's not, you know, one of our three big pillars, but it kind of goes into each pillar of karate, in my opinion. First, we talk about kata. In dexterity, when it comes to weapons, you have to have really good dexterity in order to feel pretty confident in a weapons kata. So So how would you define dexterity? So I would define dexterity as when the weapon leaves your hand, but in a more simple term, I would say that it's really getting proficiency with that weapon and being able to feel comfortable moving around. You do not know how many times I have dropped a sigh nearly on my foot or hit my head nearly with my chucks or hit somebody else nearly with my bow (laughs) or hit a car for that matter. But it's really important that we gain and attain those skills because they will make us stronger in so many other parts of karate. Do you guys agree? I totally agree with that. But I also think that if we expand it a little bit rather than the narrower way you're doing with weapons is that we ourselves become able to uh, move and change in the way of karate, that our minds pick up things from different sides and move them around and perhaps take a chance. Mm-hmm. And we become more dexterous with our, our thoughts. And I was thinking that dexterity, stay with me and see what you think. Mm-hmm. In the empty hand form. Yes might be able to be reinterpreted with the word agile or agility. Oh, right. I agree with that because in kata and especially at the advanced level, mm-hmm. and we talk about this all the time, you have to be able to continue going through the kata while also remembering, oh, got to put that chamber hand up. Mm-hmm. I got to lock the back knee. I got, there's so many different things that you have to do and you have to be agile. And I think, you know, that kind of ties into our body. And that's the same thing mm-hmm. when it comes to self-defense and sparring. 
Mm-hmm. So you have your mental agility, you have your physical agility. Now let's go to the other two parts of human beings, which are your heart. So your passions, I think that might be my weakest agility. Can I switch gears easily in that one world? And the answer is not as easily as I'd like to, Michelle. And then chi line is a whole nother one. Mm. Now in chi, the agility might be easily visible in the will to act and the patience not to act. Uh, Or the act of patience. Oh, I like the way you said it. And so that agility, it's a catch as catch can for me. Some days I have more patience than other days. Well, I think most people, some days they are more patient than other times. Gee, I mean, I'm not special. I'm sad. Oh, you're special. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now that I got us complicated, let me go back to simplify and say, going back to weapons dexterity, Master Collegian has always told us through all of our years with him. And as always, when I mention you, Sensei, I think of you sweetly and I miss you. Dexterity is the most important thing with a weapon. Mm-hmm. It is the most important thing that the weapon be so ridiculously comfortable in your hand that it is just an extension Us. of your own arm. Uh, that's right. But and what word were you going to say? Of your own? Of your own fighting circle. Hmm. Yeah. Or reach. Yeah. Reach. Those are all good words. And, yes. And like I said, you have to have the confidence there because there are so many other things to think about when you're doing a kata. Or when you're in real life. Oh, of course. There's just so much going on. And here's how I'm going to segue us. In defense of yourself, there are so many things going on that there's no time for stopping. It has to be muscle memorized into the system. And, you know, when we say us, Mm -hmm. that is a transition of dexterity. Yes, because it means? It means I understand. Let's push on to the next thing. But it gives us transition time. Sensei Jackie is always too smart for us. Yeah, she's always a couple of steps (laughs) dexterously ahead of us. Oh, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) So in case you didn't guess by my inability to easily transfer over, my word is defense. And defense is a wonderful word. It really is. And we've done a ton of podcasts on defense. And they were all tagged in the last home safety episode. So you just have to scroll back like three episodes and then read the notes and you can pick out any you want to read. So that's one thing. And I would say of all the words we picked, defense is the least complicated of them because it's practical. It is practical, but, but it is the most encompassing of all of them because it's everywhere. And going to something you said earlier, Landon, to be honest with you, I'm the only person who I, I ever heard talk about the pillars of growth in karate. So I'm not sure other people before me said it. I'm sure they thought it because they were much smarter. But the three pillars of karate as they stand and on which we grow all of our dexterity, all of our agility, all of our skill are kata, sparring, and self-defense. So defense. Right. And defense is one of my favorite things to, I'm going to go with attack. Did you see how I went there? That's well done, Sensei. (laughs) Because martial arts is built on the concept that you defend yourself only when life or family is threatened, not because of anger, not because of loss of things, not because somebody called you a name, but because there's a real reason to fight. So that in and of itself is what makes defense a little bit more complicated, a little bit more challenging. Mm -hmm. Yes. And in fact, 
old time football coaches used the term, the best offense is a good defense. Ah, that's interesting. Do either of you watch a lot of modern football? Do they still do that? Well, I don't know what they say in the locker room anymore, but we do have students who are football players. So I think I'm going to ask. Good idea. I'm asking here right now. But before I do, I just want to make this joke. Sensei Jackie just said the words, I don't know what they say in the locker room anymore, (laughs) implying that at some point she knew what they said in the locker room. And Landon and I were going, now, wait a minute. You know, it it took me back a minute because I was like, as far as I know, she wasn't a football player. (laughs) Nor was she a football journalist. What was she doing in a locker room? Sensei Jackie. So if you're out there and you're a football player in modern times, could you tell us, do people still say that the best offense is a good defense? I've heard it in other strategies as well, but we want your opinion. Do they say it in chess? Oh, I don't know. But if you're out there and you know, please tell us. Where are they going to tell us? You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Facebook and Twitter at WildcatDojoAd.com, and that's our website. You can send us an email at dojoconversations at aol.com or visit our Instagram page at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Sensei Jackie has been putting up some awesome videos on there. So it's a yeah. great place to see us outside of the podcast. Agree, agree, agree. Thank you so much for getting in touch, guys. Now, back to defense. I have two ways I was thinking about going about this. Number one, do you have a favorite self defense? follow-up technique, a way you like to hit somebody. So let's think about that for a minute and then we'll compare it. Okay. I got at least one. Who's going to start? I will. Um, Because I'm short and I assume that my attacker is larger or taller than I am. I want to bring his head down closer to me. So my first strike would be a groin strike. Then I like to follow up with an elbow and a palm heel strike and then maybe come in for a throat choke. Oh, she's a violent one. Wow. So we're learning about locker rooms and (laughs) violence. A lot's coming out of this podcast, everybody. Somehow I wanted to turn that she's a violent one into a Grinch-like song, (laughs) right? (laughs) Okay. So mine changes a lot because my height and my size is changing so much. But I would say that if there is somebody that is larger than me, I really do like a kick to the shin because it's quite convenient. You don't have to get incredibly close because my legs are quite long. And I just think that's a really good one that somewhat just stops the person Mm -hmm. for a minute. And I do love a groin kick though. So before I say mine, I want to say real quickly, in our style of karate, when we talk about defense, we talk about striking to the brain. So that's the facial area, the breathing, that's the throat and the chest plate and the shock absorbers. I don't think that term has any relevancy in modern day thinking, but it means their ability to chase after you. And that's the shins, the tops of the feet, the kneecaps, the groin area. Right. Uh, Staying away from the big bulky areas that really don't get the job done. Having said that, you know, neither of you touched on elbows, which I love, so I can't move on without them. We love a good elbow across the chin area or in the throat, but that's not the one I picked. So I'm going to go with my original pick, which is the ear clap into the knee. And the knee could hit anywhere from groin all the way up through chest plate. Yes. It really just depends on your height, their height, and your distances at that moment. They're fun. You chose a more close contact strike. Yes, I did. I am more comfortable defending myself closer Hmm. than far away. Because I'm stronger closer. Us. Okay, now, 
I'm staying on defense and I'm changing gears. So you're in the dojo and you're working. Okay. You can work defense with a partner or you can switch out and have different size partners for the same technique. Right. Right. Or you can do reactionaries where you have unknown attacks coming at you and you're doing kind of what you muscle memorized. It's a test of muscle memory at that point. Or you could do a different drill. For example, one we like to do is every single thing we can think of from a straight punch. Yes, I love this. So of those or one that I didn't name, do you have a favorite way of training in the dojo? So hard to choose one. It is hard. I am going to break the rules and I'm going to choose two. I hope that's okay. I love the reactionary because you have to think quick on your feet. When you're in the uh, field and you need to do a technique, hopefully you don't, but if you do need to, you really can't say, wait, one minute. <laughs> um, so Stop, I, I want to do that again. <laughs> I really do like a reactionary and I like changing size of a partner because I think it's important. I love both of those. I do too because I teach a lot. For me, the most effective one is the reactionary. I don't know what's coming. That is really good training for me. I can't deny that I love reactionaries, but I'm going to pick when we're challenged with coming up with another technique from a straight punch. Uh, So after the first half a dozen, you're like, okay, I can think of one more. Okay, I can think of one more. (laughs) And then you start to get a little challenged and it's fun. And then we get a little competitive in the dojo. Yeah, and that's also fun. It's really fun. And I love, you know, when we have some new black belts and they're trying to think and then somebody does one and the other black belts go, you stole mine. (laughs) And the majority of all of our conversations today in dojo dexterity and defense all lead to the fact that karate is fun. Yes, karate is really a wonderful way to escape the dull drums. I went there with the word of the uh, repetitive daily life. Us. And daily. And daily. <laughs> Which is a great D word. We'll have to remember that for the next wow, one. Because, that wasn't even on our list. Yes. And that's really important for becoming good at something. It really has to be part of your daily life. But I'm off track. You know where we need to go? Where do we need to go? Dictionary. Oh, oh she went there. Okay, so here we go. If this is your first time listening to a letter episode, we pause to look up the definitions in the dictionary and with the power of the pause button, we are back and I'm going first with the word defense. Now, this is from Oxford and I was right on the money or they and I are both right on the money, which is the action of defending from or resisting an attack. Oh, so pretty straightforward stuff, right? Us. Okay, let's move on to something more interesting. All right. Dexterity, also from Oxford, says skill in performing tasks, especially with the hands. But I found something very interesting as I, as I scroll down. There's a chart that shows the use of the word. Ooh. And it shows here that in the 1800s, the word was used a lot. And now it's way down into 2019 is what they have here. Wow. You can't see it, but I'm going to show Sensei Jackie and Sensei Michelle. There's a very steep decline. It is way down. Well, they should bring it back up. (laughs) We're going to make our own campaign. Let's start using that word dexterity and furthermore, becoming more dexterous, both physically and mentally. Mentally. Well, I'm the dojo girl. And the first entries were for the class dojo concept, which is what I mentioned before was uh, a system that classrooms in elementary schools use for behavior modification. 
I can't believe those were the first entries. That's weird. But what else did you find? But I did find on Wikipedia that a dojo is a hall or place for immersive learning in meditation. Hmm. In meditation? In meditation. It's traditionally in the field of martial arts, but has been seen increasingly in other fields, such as meditation in software development. Ooh. That's very interesting. That really is. And can I say, and I'm not sure if this is something that we want to end on, because we talk about meditation a lot, we, the three of us, know that meditation comes in stillness, both seated and lying down. Right. Also standing stillness, but also in moving. So having said that, some people call kata a form of moving meditation, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes. So I can see how uh, a dojo teaching meditation, I can see how you could connotate to that world. Couldn't you? Yes. And I, I think that a lot of large corporations now are trying to work in that concept, not necessarily calling their, that area their dojo area, but that they want more meditation and more positivity from their uh, employees. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know that, but I have secret resentment towards corporations usurping our words. <laughs> so now it's not such a big secret, is it? <laughs> I guess not. Since I said it out loud and on the air. Whoa. Ooh, she went there. And here I try to be mellow. <laughs> oh, yes. Or mentally dexterous. Oh, I like that better. All right. So let's see. Where are we? We are done with communication. So we are at Honor Athletics, of course. Boy, we've missed you on our Honor Athletics, Landon. Thank you, Sensei. You going first? Sure. You can get equipment for your dojo for dexterity or for defense Mm -hmm. online at honor-athletics.com. Or scroll down and click her link at the bottom of our show notes. You can also reach her at 770-945-5150. And don't forget, please mention Wildcat Dojo when you check out for your 10% discount. We appreciate it, and Cynthia appreciates it. Thanks, Cynthia, and thanks to all of you. This was as much fun and as easy as I knew it would be with just the three of us, wasn't it? I loved every single minute of it. But we do love when we have guests. Oh, please call me to be a guest. Please, we miss our guests, but we'll have more next week. We're just rolling back in after the summer craziness. Us. Or crankiness. Or crankiness, (laughs) yes, depending on how hot it was where you are. All right, guys, that's it. Time to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. It was so nice to be back. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you, and we will see you soon. And I'm Sensei Michelle, and I'm signing us off. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.